Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange What I tell you, okay, all right, this decade is going to be the decade of the Vols. You got yes, Rid it, dit to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, December 13th. I know, we're, I know it's hard to celebrate it, but man, the Vols are on the right side of things. And I think that's important to note. Yeah, it's like it, – it, I'm with you. It's hard to hang your hat on on a win over that Vanderbilt team, but yeah, man, it's a whole lot better than losing. <laughs> and, and I tweeted, yeah, I tweeted during the game. I'm gonna celebrate. I mean, it's a win. What's yeah. the point of playing if you're not gonna be happy about a win? Does that mean I'm happy with the state of the program? Nope. But and I am be. right. But I'm ecstatic about the win. And not only did the Vols pass, did Rick Barnes and the boys not just win, they covered. Both teams covered. That's true. Both teams cover. Good teams win. Great teams cover. Again, the Vols are on the right side of things. They're winning. They're making, I know, Landon bet on the Vols basketball game. They're making some people some money. Again, listen, I'm not here to sugarcoat it. We know where the program's at. We know Tennessee should have beaten Vanderbilt, probably more convincingly from the first snap. But... It's a heck of a lot better than losing. Yeah, it's definitely not a program changer by any means, but it's something that you can maybe at least build on to Texas A&M. Maybe it's maybe not from a program perspective. I'm like, this game's going to help things. But for the players, it's got to be a boost of confidence. No, it absolutely is. I was kind of, you know, I was kind of thinking, and you'll know next week, and I'm not saying – I'm not trying to make excuses for the way the season's gone or anything like that. But if you come out and play really good against a Texas A&M team, you're kind of going, man, I really like to see this team uh, with some like confidence boosters, which again, I mean, they lost to Georgia state last year. So when, if they go and play Charlotte game one or yeah, game one, I can't 100% tell you that's a win just because Jeremy Pruitt's proven they're not gimmies. But mm-hmm. when, if they go out and play against a and I'm, I'm going to be sitting here saying it would have been nice to see, a confidence booster. Now that doesn't change my stance on what I think the decision to let Jeremy Pruitt go. I, I, that doesn't change anything. I'm just saying it would have been nice to see it in a normal year because yeah, you typically play a cupcake game to open and, and you know, you do, you do get a little bit of confidence. If you play well, if your ones play well, you get young guys in, you get to see different looks. I don't think the staff would have handled it. Well, that's what everything that they've done this year tells me the staff would not have handled that well, but I would have liked to, you know, had the opportunity to try <laughs> right yeah I know, I know a lot of people on twitter just like you know you saw the auburn news today that they fired gus malzahn they're like you know what are we doing and you know i'm all like do i think jeremy Pruitt should be fired 
over the way he handled the quarterback situation single-handedly, <laughs> probably. But, like, he's not been fired yet. So, it's, it's right. like, hard for me to just dwell on something that's probably not going to happen. Yeah, and, that, and that's a fair point. And, and I even saw – shout-out to Trey Wallace. Um, he, he mentioned it. We can't make – you know, COVID's not going to – COVID and not making money is not going to keep these – these schools from not making the move to fire them. The buyout's not scaring teams. Um, but, and the reason I was saying it the whole time that I just don't, is it not a bad look for teams? Tennessee begging for money, begging for you to keep your season tickets, begging you to pay for season tickets and not get them. That's a bad look for the fan base. And I, I think fans would most, I would guess the majority of fans would be happy if they just cut ties with Pruitt now, regardless of the money. But, I mean, that's a bad look to go spend all that money to get rid of a guy when six months ago you're going, we're not going to survive unless you all give us a couple thousand dollars. Buy brick or or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. And so, <laughs> I mean, it's just a bad look. I mean, it, oh, man, I, I hate it. I think it's a tough position for Phil Fulmer. I think he's got a lot of tough decisions to be made. I still think it doesn't happen because, I mean, Auburn, did they do it too close to – Early signing day when a lot – I mean, nowadays, most kids are signing on early signing day. Uh, whether they early enroll or not, you're, you're seeing it – you've seen it a lot more over the last two years since the existence of that December mid, – mid-December date that most kids are signing the, that day. Um, it, it's rare to – at least the best, the best ones. Um, and then you have a few that don't announce it until the All-Star Games, but you don't have All-Star Games this year. So does that impact where, where some of them make decisions? I don't know. And I'm not saying Auburn made the wrong decision either. If they feel it was time to move from Gus Malzahn, and it probably was. He wasn't being very, you know, the last couple of years have not been great for Gus Malzahn. But, and then that weird hire he made with Chad Morris this offseason. Um, it was probably, they probably made the right decision. Um, but but it, but it comes yeah. at a weird, it does come at a weird timing though, because it's after a, a win over Mississippi State. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, mm-hmm. I can't, yeah. like, I know Tennessee, like we have trouble just firing coaches in general when it's time but i can't imagine tennessee ever firing somebody after a win so do they have somebody in the bag i don't know i mean like you said this close to signing day you almost have to i would i would think so i would think because uh, like i was the a little shocked you... class, unless they're just like auburn's my dream school that's where i'm going but like how do you sign to a place like that without the head guy there right i mean i would i would i was a little shocked you didn't get an announcement early you know this morning or mid yeah. you know, afternoon, just, I don't know. It, it's certainly weird. And we'll, we'll, Tom will tell if it's the right decision. Um, I mean, Auburn's had plenty of success lately. They, they've got plenty of wins over, um, they got a couple wins over Saban. They, which I mean, that's, isn't that, is, is that the, I mean, that's the minimum everybody's chasing, right? Like they're, everyone's looking for somebody that's going to beat Saban. Like that's it. Like we'll, we'll figure out how to get to championships later, but first we got to beat Saban. Wouldn't wouldn't the most like Tennessee thing be that Arkansas State is the first one? <laughs> I know you said don't let's not talk about it, and I'm sorry, uh, but I did think about that today. If what if you know old brick by brick over there in Jonesboro, Arkansas is the first one to beat Nick Saban? Honestly, just because <laughs> of the time he had at Tennessee and the frustrations he had at Tennessee. From a Tennessee fan perspective, I wouldn't be shocked. That's just from a Tennessee oh. fan perspective. From a football perspective, I'm like, hell no. That could never happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Um, we got a good question here. Uh, this one's from, from Chris. Thank you for all the questions, man. We really appreciate it every week. So my question for tonight, if we fire Pruitt but lose out on freeze, do we pursue Malzahn? Um, I, okay, here's the thing. If, if the degree of success we're chasing is beat Saban, then you have to pursue Malzahn if, if that's the angle you're taking. Yeah, I, I'm just like me personally. I'm just like, no, just because like. I don't disagree. Yeah, he's beat Nick Saban, but like what is he? You know, he gets Pruitt's whooped him since he's been at Tennessee pretty much. Uh, other than that. You know, one game, you did beat them in 2018. Was it – yeah, 2018. Yeah. And you've kind of whooped them in recruiting too besides um, Jay Hart. Yeah, two big misses. But, I mean, yes, I'm just saying, you know, the big thing with Freeze is that he's beaten Saban twice. Well, Malzahn's done that and been to SEC championships. So I'm just saying from a Tennessee – again, from a Tennessee fan perspective, and I personally would not – there are other avenues I would like to explore than Malzahn, but I'm also not necessarily – happy with anyone um at the moment like i'm not i'm not i'm not a, i'm a not static. in love with anybody yeah. yeah and i'm not saying that means pruitt's the, the answer and we should hang on for another year i'm just at the moment there's not anyone and no one no one can be 100 sure no no one can um the fact that dan mullen i mean if the east you know if georgia had put together a little bit of better season dan mullen would have cost himself probably a, a opportunity at the um uh, SEC championship game any other year because, you know, Georgia's probably not playing Alabama um, any other year. Well, you know, yeah. every six years or whatever. Um, so, I mean, there's a chance that Georgia, one loss team to Florida in a normal year, gets to go to the SEC championship game because of a poorly mismanaged, and, and part of it is on one player, um, but overall a poorly mismanaged game against a LSU team that they completely outmatched. Um, so, I mean, even a guy like Dan Mullen, who you go, yeah, he was mildly successful. He was, he was very successful for Mississippi state and he can't get it done at Florida. You know what? It's tough to make a really, really good judgment call about anybody, I think, but you know, it's, it's all just hiring the right guy and, and, or hoping you hire the right guy. And then the pieces also got to fall in place while he's here. Um, that hasn't happened for Jeremy Pruitt. And I think a lot of it's self-inflicted, but yeah, I just don't like – a lot of people are just like, Gus could be an OC. Yeah, I don't necessarily hate that. But then again, like, if Jeremy Pruitt doesn't trust Jim Chaney, he's not going to trust Gus Malzahn, <laughs> right. who was at Auburn while he was at Alabama. That's just not going to happen. <laughs> right. No, it's, so let's I, get into it. All right, yeah, well, we, we are going to get into this show, guys. I, I'm Listen, it's a Tennessee win, Tennessee basketball, Tennessee football win. So I'm pumped for this episode. And then, you know what – I enjoyed the college football this week, so I'm excited to talk about that. Um, we are going to talk about the Tennessee wins, uh, talk about some of the guys who impressed. We got a basketball's recap, of course, goes along with that wins. College football recap. If you got questions, drop them in the chat right now. I am on Twitter. Uh, Landon's on Facebook. I went. I clicked away from the screen for a minute where I couldn't see you, and he put the victory cap on. Yeah, it yes. just doesn't fit well with with the headset I got on. So I don't I don't know <laughs> if I'm gonna be able to do this the whole time. But just know, Tennessee won over the weekend. We get to put the victory cap on. I am gonna take it off because it is very uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> but yeah, guys, go check out our sponsors. They do a great job of making this show possible. Tennessee Tap House, Hound Dogs, and Blue Water Climate Control. Call Blue Water Climate Control for all of your HVAC needs. They'll get you taken care of. Veteran owned um locally in knoxville so go check them out um because it's getting cold getting real cold it is let's talk balls win 
Vols go to Nashville. Stadium's at full capacity compared to normal, at least. They come out with a win. It wasn't pretty from the get-go. If you have any questions, feel free to drop those in. I don't, I don't know if you yeah. mentioned that. Hey, hey. also, geography guys here. Mm-hmm. Tell us where you're from. Yep. Tell us where you're from. All right. Yeah. What, what, so what, what's your first take, main takeaway from, from that game on Saturday? That this – okay. First off, again, I'm very happy about a win. So a win is a win is a win is a win. I've seen, I've been a part of. I've coached, I've played in some of the ugliest wins of all time. But at the end of the day, they're wins. And they're better than the what they, you know, better than the opposite. Right. So that, that it's a win. But when you analyze it from the outside in, this roster is so poorly mismanaged. And you know what? Some of that may be due to COVID. And I'll get to it. So don't just outrage on me and go, well, everybody's dealing with COVID. I 100% agree. I think freshmen have not been given equal looks. And I think that's because the staff, for whatever reason, doesn't trust them. You recruited them, man. You thought they were SEC caliber players. Why have they not been given more opportunities? I don't get it. You have so many young guys not even being, not not even playing. Yeah. Until yesterday. And I again, I realize they're playing Vanderbilt. But some of the veteran guys didn't look great against Vanderbilt, but some of the younger guys looked pretty good. Yeah, you, you can't tell me by the two carries that D Beckwith got. <clears throat> I know he's probably dealt with some injuries and, and like you said, COVID and stuff like that. But there he, he shouldn't he should have seen the field way before yesterday. And if it's not at running back, the dude's an athlete. When you got guys like on got got guys like that on your roster, you have to find ways to use them. It's that simple. He averaged 12 yards per carry. 12. I mean, I, Jabari Small, he looked good. Yeah. I mean, he's I, got I think a few carries this year. There, there's Key Lawrence looked good. Tamari McDonald played a lot. You know, there's a lot. Of, Cooper Mays played the whole game at center. I, I thought he, he looked as good as a first time playing. I mean, he's got a few plays at tight end. But as far as a first time offensive lineman in, in a game playing center, I thought he looked as good as you could have against Florida. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I thought th- I thought there was a lot of guys that they kind of like. Jimmy Callaway got a pass. Shout out to Emily. Um, my headphones are about to die. She brought me my. She brought me new ones. The real MVP and, and, and I another, see the and another beer. Yeah, <laughs> I saw the Corona in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. That was that was awesome. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, you you saw a lot of freshmen and young guys kind of get an opportunity against Vanderbilt, and you're just like, dude, where has this been? And, yeah, and, and going it, back to the quarterback thing, it's like JT Shroud, did he make a mistake yesterday? Yes, he made a mistake, but guess what? He made the freaking tackle. He made the tackle. And I don't even think some of the guys being just – I don't want to use the word dumb with JG because I don't know what their feelings are. But, again, I know what they looked like on those Kentucky interceptions. But, I, th- I mean, I think a lot of that's on the coaching staff. The team's fed up with some of the decisions being made. And it's it's Jeremy Pruitt's fault. Yep. Sorry. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't. don't, get don't, it. don't There's a lot of mismanagement with this roster, but I mean the 
the quarterback position has definitely been highlighted this season. Because either one of those guys, you beat Kentucky, you probably beat Arkansas, you probably beat Auburn. I think with either one of those guys. And how do you not – you know, those wide receivers that – you know, you know, they, they play, but the, a quarterback makes them play better. So, I, how are they not have? I'm sure they've been fed up this whole season about the mistakes and, and you know, missing open guys and stuff like that that JG was doing. I just don't get how you haven't like utilized another quarterback until last week. Yeah, I can hear you. It's a little faint. Yeah. Yeah, so Kale's working on some audio issues real quick. Um, but, yeah, the, the quarterback situation for me is just like, dude, how do you – I just don't get it. Yeah, Kevin, we, we hear – or. I, I can I can hear Caleb, but everybody else cannot hear Caleb. Um, but I thought yesterday we threw some slants. It's kind of embarrassing to run trick plays, but I think I think the players had fun yesterday. Which I mean, they haven't quit up to this point. I'll give them that they played hard. But it looks like yesterday that you know the the Bryce Thompson um, pick six, you know Jalen Hyatt slant to the house, Velas Jones the the long touchdown he had, I just felt like the sideline was different. Um, and maybe it was just because we're winning. You know, I'm sure that had a lot to do with it. But there there just seemed to be, you know, a different energy. And, you know, I, I think a quarterback has a lot to do with that. I, I just don't – you know, three and three and seven is not good. But, you know, I think if you would have went three and seven with a different quarterback, I think – the fans would be a lot better. But the fact that you didn't see a different quarterback up until the the Florida game is unacceptable. They get you fixed? You still working on it? Okay. But, yeah, you know, I I talk about the Bryce Thompson play. It's Tennessee just hasn't, you know, uh, the Henry Toto pick six, they just haven't, like, got a lot of turnovers. And that was a huge part in that game. You're you're down ten to seven, and then you punt. You go three and out, and then they throw a pick six. You're up fourteen to ten. They go three and out. You go score a touchdown. It's twenty one to ten. I mean, it, it's pretty much the game is in hand at that point. And, and that was a huge part of the the Bryce Thompson, the one handed, should be on ESPN, but probably won't because ESPN hates Tennessee. But I mean. What a freaking play by a guy that's made plays all year long. You know, Bryce Thompson's been one of the most consistent players in the in the secondary. And, you know, that that was a huge play. And, and I, I loved I love Henry Toto getting the the fake punt pass. You know, he looked like a guy that you're like, man, I kind of don't hate him on offense either. Maxon Brooks keeps throwing darts. I mean, he's like, yeah, we're, if we're going to have a quarterback competition, let me get in, in this. Um, so, I, I just – like you said, it's just a mismanagement thing, and I think a lot of it is with the quarterback. I am kind of interested. I know this 
people probably don't want to hear this. Um, and, and and like Brock Hunter said, it is Vanderbilt. I agree. I agree. That Vanderbilt team is terrible. But I think that this was a team that was desperate for a win. Um, and I, I think it comes at a time where, I mean, do I think they beat Texas A&M? Probably not. But wouldn't it be – Sorry, I think I – yeah, I've got my speaker working now. Okay, I had to go. Good. I'm going to have to charge these headphones one at a time. Thank you all for staying with me. Ca- Thanks a lot. Shout out to Landon for holding it down. Yeah, because Caleb's a talker. I'm not – I'm just the filler. <laughs> so, I, I was – that like, made me kind of nah. uncomfortable. There. I was, I was <laughs> you got it. You got it. Um, no, I, I I agree with – I mean, it looked like they are having fun. And winning has a ton to do with that. You're absolutely right. But at the same time, it's like I mean, there are a bunch of guys playing. It, you gave more – I mean – and I'm not saying rotate everybody. Let them have fun. I mean, winning's part of the fun, but it was not. It was just nice to see the team, the team you root for, the team you cheer for, get a chance to go out there and have fun. Again, I think this roster is mismanaged. I think there's guys that should be given opportunities. Pruitt's probably right that they're not doing it on the practice field, but your guys that are doing it on the practice field aren't doing it on the game field. So just give some more guys some shots. Um, you got to find a way. Whether you're, you're probably not coaching for your job this year. Um, to get fired in, in 2020, but you're definitely already coaching to keep your job after 2021. Yeah, I agree. And the way he handled the quarterback situation yesterday was was also kind of weird. Yeah, it, it wasn't JG, and that's that's a positive. But when Harrison Bailey's seven for seven, you don't take a guy out. I, I don't I don't care if that was your plan all along. You don't do it. Right. How's Especially the guy playing that Bailey. well? And that turnover is frustrating. It was frustrating, but I think it wasn't a turnover. Yeah, his arms going forward. I don't know how you missed that, but <laughs> so did it. I had to unfortunately I had looked away, got busy right as it happened. They they, they didn't even review it, did they? They did review it okay. and confirmed. They confirmed it, or, or maybe it was play play it stands. Stood. Okay, I was about to say maybe I, maybe it was. And it's maybe it wasn't. I'm maybe I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, and they're just a lot of morons. But it's SEC <laughs> officiating, so you got to yeah. take it for what it is. Right, and and you know what that that went against you, and, and a lot of times, you know, thankfully Vanderbilt just didn't have a lot of talent um, yesterday, especially. But thankfully they they weren't able to capitalize on the opportunity. But at least Tennessee didn't fold when when things went against you yesterday. After the shroud interception, they didn't fold. I mean. So I think we were up. I think we were pretty comfortable at that point, if I remember correctly. I, overall, it was it was not it was nice to see a win. I, I don't know how more, I can't complain about the Vanderbilt game. I, I do feel like I can complain about the last six games after watching the Vanderbilt game. And again, I know it's Vanderbilt, but you can't beat a team. You can't. I thought Jim Cheney called a pretty good game. Yeah. And I don't think it has – I don't think calling a good game has that much – you can call bad games against bad teams. I, You know, I didn't think it was super vanilla, and I'm not – that trick play was first off. I assume, The trick play I'm talking about is the one – this one I'll never understand. You motion your quarterback out of the backfield. You get in a wildcat just to give the ball back to your quarterback? Yeah, it's kind of weird. So, yeah, I just don't get that. But – Again, I, it's I'm not when I'm complaining. It's not about the Vanderbilt game. It's about the past six weeks and how poorly the games, the roster, the things have been mismanaged. I, I don't. It, it is, it's tough, man. It, it's tough being a ball fan because <laughs> I, 
I, I, I see the talent on the field, and I'm going, you could have beaten Arkansas very easily. You, you should have beaten Arkansas. You could have beaten Auburn. You should have beaten Kentucky. It's – I mean, maybe Pruitt just – again, I think it was a lose-lose situation yesterday for Pruitt. I don't – Vanderbilt was not going to convince fans either way that Pruitt should keep his job. No, and, and it should. And, and you say lose lose. I mean, obviously, if you win, it's not <laughs> yes. it's it's not a loss, but it, it didn't help you in any way. Yeah. Yesterday. Sorry. I mean, when I say I don't mean, I, I don't think it's a black eye on Pruitt's. You know, right. I, I definitely would have rather been there in yesterday than I I would have been in 2018 for sure. <laughs> yes. For Correct. Sure. Correct. Um, especially again, like you said, it looked like they had fun. Um, it looked like a good, good little party in Nashville. Maybe yeah, like I the, think maybe like the Pittsburgh team. Maybe they got a little litty. <laughs> hey, whatever it takes. Did you see that interview after the pit game? I didn't. They interviewed a player on the field, and he was like, "We're getting lit tonight." And he's like, "Well, we're gonna be safe. We're gonna be safe, but we're getting lit." <laughs> he's like, we're, "We're, you know, COVID. We're gonna be safe, but we're getting lit." <laughs> hey, I, I like it. I mean, to be honest, I mean, that, you play that's to win with, the game. That's the thing with, with Pruitt. And we've talked about this. It's like, dude, people liked you because you spoke what you were trying to say. Like you weren't trying to sugarcoat anything. You're just like, Hey, I'm here to win. And it, it was when you tried to sugarcoat things is when people were just like, you know, this guy's a moron. And I don't think, a coach has ever lost or won his job in a press conference, but dude, can we just end press conferences? Can that be something that ends in 2020? Have you ever heard, seen any program in the country, any NFL franchise, anything where someone's like, man, I really liked what that coach said in the post-game press conference. Like people dude, are what annoyed about, with what Nick Saban says. What about Dan Mullen? What he said last night. At- That's a fail. Don't worry. I got that. Oh up. my God. <laughs> He should have done it in a Darth Vader mask again. I mean, that – yeah, he should have in his freaking orange and blue Jordans. Um, but, I mean, you, you said you can't fire a coach after a press conference. Good God, I would want to after that. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I, coaches lose fans all the time in press conferences, mm. but I don't think they've ever yeah. won fans over. I don't yeah. think everyone, anyone's ever lost a conference. But, man, I really liked what that coach said today. Yeah, it was great. So – I'm just saying, Nick Saban. Just, <laughs> yeah. just quit doing it. It's annoying. It's, I mean, whatever. I guess you get good sound bites. You get champions of life out of press conferences. Hey, are you fired up? I'm fired up. Are you fired up? I, I can't hear you. Are you fired up? No energy, no passion. Nobody yeah, wants I'm to be <laughs> We should have shown that video. It's so weird. It is weird. I just like how they're like showing him around the facility, but there's like no trophies. Or anything yeah, on the wall. <laughs> I thought there was gonna it was gonna be like a hype video or, or something, but it was just like like even Steve Forbes when they were like introducing him at Wake Forest, it was weird because he had his mask on and that was weird. It was super weird, but it's like I got one question was, for you. <laughs> at least it was somewhat like something you could maybe like, oh yeah, he's he could be pretty good here. But Butch Young's like, no. That was so bad, too. I, I disagree. That was terrible. <laughs> All right. Who impressed you yesterday? Um, A guy that's been mismanaged since he's been here, and that's Bayless Jones Jr. I mean, just 
the yeah. last two weeks, he's just he he looks like an all SEC player, and we just haven't been able to get the ball in his hands. And I know that Tom when Pruitt in a press conference said we you know receivers have to get open too. You, you tell me that Bayless Jones Jr. can't get open. You also have to you know call plays to help them get open. That's true, and have a quarterback then, that can throw it to them, right? Too. And then if they can't get open, you need to find more create because you're going to play defenses where it's really hard for them to get open. That's mm-hmm. the great thing about playing in the SEC. And if you want to play for a national championship or an SEC championship, you're going to play really good defenses where it's hard to get open. You know, one thing that can help them: getting them the ball in creative ways. So, but I, you know. I mean, we, we throw. Um, swing passes to Jalen Hyatt and Brandon Johnson. Have we thrown one to Bayless Jones? Not that I can really remember. Not off the top. I'm just of my like head. I didn't mean it didn't like, happen. I mean, last night he proved he can break tackles. He can go up and get the football. He's gonna run away. He's gonna run away from defenders if they're trying to catch him. I mean that he's a guy that that should have been utilized since he's been here. You know, I, I know he kind of came here as you know, more of a kick returner, but he's earned his right that he should have been playing at wide receiver from the get-go and been a focal point of this offense. Yeah, I mean, I guess the good news is and he seems to to like and trust the staff. So staff's around next year. I think there's a there's a slim chance that guy could return. Um, you know, Bayless in a, probably won't be drafted. Um, and he does, you know, the NFL is going to like him because of his speed. But, I mean, there's there's always a chance that he comes back, I think. Um, I'm not saying it's a big chance. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I think it's a, it's a chance. I mean, if they could lock him down, I think that would be huge for that wide receiver room, just from a leadership yeah. standpoint as well. I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, and speaking of wide receivers, Jalen Hyde impressed me. Um, he, you know, he could be better at breaking tackles and, and getting around guys, but his flat-out speed. You should have been throwing slants to him earlier. Um, or just Jaylen to Hyatt's anybody good. would be or, nice. or to, yeah, that's a good point too. <laughs> but Jalen Hyatt's a really good football player. He's got a ton of speed. Um, I, I, th- I think especially with a guy like JG who can't, you know, who struggled and just needed a couple, you know, passes to get comfortable. Why were you not giving him easy, easy easier passes over the middle? I don't know. I don't know. But Jalen Hyatt, he's impressed me several weeks, and he impressed me last night. Yep, uh, I think Harrison Bailey is another guy. Um, mm-hmm. And we're just, you know, we've mentioned three guys, and they've all three been newcomers. Um, but I, I thought Harrison Bailey was was comfortable at one. I think he was, he was seven for seven at one point. I don't know exactly what he got up to before he threw his first incompletion, but 14 of 18, 207 yards, two touchdowns. And he, he ran the ball pretty well, too. I think it was called back. Um, but, I mean, he, he looked – he looked comfortable in the pocket. He never panics. He, he takes what the defense gives him. If it, they're going to give him a, a four-yard check down, he's going to take it. You know, what I, about I just a 12-yard run? The dude can run. I mean, <laughs> he's got, he got a little, it's, little it's ugly stuff. and it looks slow, but, I mean, <laughs> it ain't got to be pretty. It don't got to be pretty. That's for sure. Casey Clawson, everything that he did, it wasn't pretty, <laughs> but he got the job done. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, um, I got a I got a, somebody maybe from the old guard though that impressed me yesterday, and that, that was Todd Chandler. Um, seemed like he got the bulk of the carries. I don't know what the final uh, number ended up at. Who got the most? He had nine. Um, looked, he had nine. Uh, I thought, I, you know, his first touchdown. I thought he looked like freshman year Todd, a guy who ran downhill real hard um, and did a really good job of getting to the second level. And then, and then, you know, he, he's able to 
he's able to make a guy miss and go score. I I thought Ty Chandler played really well. He he struggled at times this year. I mean, he's not that he's been bad or anything, but um, he's really struggled since his freshman year. To seems like his freshman year, you're like, oh, next year, you know, we're talking about breakout year, and he can be a really good running back, and it just never happened. Um, but I thought he played a really really good ball game yesterday. I thought he carried the ball well, and uh, thought he I thought he looked like what you what you thought he you know could have been after his freshman year. Well, you know, we'll see with him. He, I mean, all these guys have chances to return. Um, I, you, you don't know, but uh, I think Ty Chandler and Eric Gray, for the most part, have complemented each other really well today. It would be nice if we could get one of them better at um, blocking in the in pass protection. But I thought they, as far as run games gone, they they've complemented each other really well. Even though they're very similar backs, they're not looking to do two different things. Um, they kind of help lighten the load on each other. So. Yeah, I, I think another guy is you got to look at Cooper Mays. I mean, mm-hmm. a true freshman playing center, you know, he's got to deal with all the calls, and, and maybe they simplified that a little bit since Brandon Kennedy's been out. But a guy who hasn't got a ton of playing time, I mean, he's wearing 93 the first couple games of the season yeah. um, for, for just basically a, an extra outside lineman. Um, mm-hmm. For him to play a whole game in an in a SEC game – I don't know if it's just a sell point to Cade Mays to try to get him to come back or what it is, but I thought he played really well. And, you know, maybe a lot of people thought when he was coming in that, you know, they're, they're just trying to get Cade back and, and this and that. I, I think Cooper Mays is going to be a really good player at Tennessee. And it, if it helps Cade Mays come back, I'm all for it. But, hey, I, I like what I saw at center yesterday. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I, I thought Cooper's played two really good back-to-back games. Um, and just as a freshman. So I, I think that's a positive there. Um, again, talking about some, some young guys, uh, some guys that have just started getting looks in the, in the last few weeks. Uh, as far as, I mean, and then the last guy, I mean, you didn't get to see a lot of them, so I'm not going to act like it's some grand thing, but D-back would look good on the, on the two carries he got. So. Yeah. I, I know the comparisons are all over the place with <laughs> Jalen Hurd to Derrick Henry, dude. I just want to see him on the field. I yeah. Mean, I, and I don't he looked care. good when he did it. <clears throat> If he's Derrick Henry, great. If he's not, I, I just want to see him on the field. He, he's too good of an athlete to just have on your sideline. Give him a chance to not be Derrick Henry, at least. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, make him make him lose the job. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think we need to find – that's a guy that – you know what? Eric Gray's probably a better running back than him, but you got to find ways to get him on the field and give him the ball. Um, I agree. It's better, you know, we talked about with, like, getting that – I know a lot of people didn't like that third and one, bringing Brian Maurer in. Um and I hear your argument, but man, it, we did something creative. We used talent on our bench and we made the defense think we had too much talent for the, he for to be obvious. Yards. you can't be mad at that. <laughs> no I'm one's just saying, not, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And, and if it doesn't work, then yeah. you can have that argument of like, ah, oh, I don't like that. But if you gain 22 yards, shut your mouth. You can't say anything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Um, yeah, I, I just I'm I just I'm glad to see Jim Cheney being creative. Um, I'm you know I'm glad to see him using the athletes. Um, and you know what about Tom? I don't think Brian Maurer is better than JT Stroud or Harrison Bailey. So I'm not saying he should get a fair shot at the starting, but you've got him. And if you feel like you can use him in a creative way to catch the defense on their heels, why would you not? And I feel like they you know that's probably a what something like that's probably a once every couple weeks thing. It's probably not a once a week thing, but Use it when you when you get the opportunity to, and so I'm liking I'm liking Jim Cheney, that's not attached to a certain quarterback. And, and I've seen the reports that Jim Cheney's the one who chose a starter. 
Well, then he handcuffed himself because the playbook has looked very different with the two different quarterbacks that have played the majority of the snaps the last two weeks. And it's looked a lot better. Yep. It's amazing what, what a team can look like if, if you're not giving them points. <laughs> yeah, that too. That helps. Amazing. <laughs> that absolutely uh, helps. The The next one for me is uh, Henry Toto catches the pass for 31 yards from Paxton Brooks on a fake punt. <laughs> the kid played running back in high school, and it wasn't like he was just at, like, a 3A school in, in Kentucky. He was at – De La Salle, one of the best teams in the country in the yeah, state of California. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he looks like he ran over somebody, broke a tackle, and, you know, went for 31 yards. I mean, he looked good with the ball in his hands. He looked great with the ball in his hands against South Carolina when he ran for pick six. Um, <laughs> but I, I thought he looked really well. He had half a tackle for loss, uh, 10 total tackles. I think he just looked – he's looked a lot different, you know, the past couple games. Yeah, and, you know, I'll chalk some of that up to confidence. He, he's not – and I'm not saying it's all his fault. It, it, you know, it's, it, Tennessee struggled at the linebacker position. Um, and, and some of that's got to fall on Henry Toto. He's the middle linebacker. He's the guy that – he's a leader of that group. He's a leader of the defense. So some of that's got to fall on him. I'm not trying to place all the blame on him. But you got to think some of that confidence has been shot. Um, good to see him. Have, I mean, he's, he's, he's always played consistently as an individual. Um, mm-hmm. That's not that's not the question. It, it's but but his position group, his defense, the the leader of that team. You know, they've struggled. Um, so that confidence has got to be stung a little bit. And it's been tough for anybody on that defense the last couple of weeks to make plays. You know, game changing plays for whatever reason. Um, so it was nice to see him get a chance, even on special teams, get a game changing play, and then the defense as a whole get a game changing play. And and Bryce Thompson played a pretty good game. Um, I can only remember one play where I was really frustrated with him yesterday and. Um, I thought it was a strange call defensively too. I don't, I'm not sure what was going on there, but again, I know you're gonna be shocked by the next part. I'm gonna say we struggled to cover the middle of the field. Yep, so, we did. But yeah, and, I, I was impressed with Bryce Thompson, and then obviously impressed with that interception. Yeah, he, he, de- he definitely like more turnovers against a team like Vanderbilt. Um, but you had like six or seven three and outs. I, I think you got off the field. He, he, what was? The final. I thought um, it was ten to seven at one point. They only scored seven yep. points after that. Um, they they scored seven in the fourth quarter. You won the third quarter. I don't know what <laughs> we had to do to, to finally win a third quarter, but it, we can't, finally came out of the gate and scored a touchdown. So that was nice. Only won it seven to nothing. But hey, you you won it the third quarter, which you mm-hmm. haven't done all year long. Yep. Yeah. No. It it, it was nice for sure. Um. And, and then. The last, yeah, maybe not the last person defensively. The last one I can think of off the top of my head is uh, uh, Darrell Middleton. I thought he, I thought he's played again two back-to-back weeks. I thought he's played well. Um, he's been good in the run game. Uh, it's it's tough to really impact the you know pass defense from the middle. Um, that's not you know a ton of your job. But but I thought he's I thought I thought he's played really well. Um, and he's he's done a decent job, probably one of the better jobs of getting some pressure on the quarterback. Uh, but I thought he's played really good in the run game and. Uh, he said he's already said he's coming back next year, so I'm excited to see him continue to progress. I, I thought he had a really good game against Vanderbilt. Yeah, uh, I, I thought Matthew Butler had a really good game as well. Um, he's just a guy. He had a sack um, and a tackle for loss and seven total tackles. He's just a guy that has always been like he's Mister Consistency. Mm. He, he's not going to give you. He's not going to have five sacks a game. He, he's not going to 
you know, just come and, and be a jid Davion clowny and knock your helmet off or anything like that. But the dude plugs holes and, and he's producing on the defensive side of the ball. And that's something Tennessee desperately needed. And he, he's been a big help being that, you know, kind of senior leadership. You know, hopefully he – maybe he's a guy that can come back next year. I, I don't know what his situation looks like, but, you know, that would – I think Tennessee definitely would need a guy like him to come back next year. Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. Two more um, guys. Crouch yeah, had a, two TFLs. He had a pretty decent game. I thought Jalen McCullough didn't play a whole lot. Tamari McDonald kind of played most of the first half. Um, but he came in, and I thought he played pretty well. Um at a half a tackle for loss, five total tackles. I thought he played a lot better. Um, didn't have huge bust. I think Alante had a, a bust. I, I just don't know where that comes from. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how we have so many busts in the <clears> back end. It, it's very frustrating. I think that needs to get fixed. And I also think the penalties, um, you can't have 10 penalties for, what, 94 yards? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, whatever. Yes, whatever it was. Yeah, it, that that was not pretty. You're right. We have a lot of um, twelve men on the field. Like we have to call timeouts, or we're taking a penalty. You know that stuff just can't happen, and that's that's coaching. You know, you're sending yeah. guys in and out. You all got to have some kind of system or or some kind of organization to to deal with that because we can't have 12 men on the field and 10 penalties. You're not going to be even close to Texas A&M if you have that many mistakes. Uh, correct. I agree with that. <laughs> yes. Um, then the last guy, I thought Paxton Brooks. Uh, you might've mentioned him. Did you mention him? I said he wants to be in that quarterback race. He, he does want to be in that quarterback race. Uh, punted the ball really well when called upon yesterday. Um, and then, you know, throwing the ball well. Yeah. Darts, baby. <laughs> You'd love to see love it. it. You'd love, love to it. see it. <laughs> Me, 6'7", he can see over any line. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not going to struggle <laughs> doing that. Yeah. <laughs> not going to struggle doing that. Uh, anybody Vanderbilt else was impressed you? 18 on third down yesterday. I realized that we're, they're – We were 2 for 10, that. which isn't great, but <laughs> they were 3 for 18. They are terrible. We were 2 for 10 on third down? Yeah. Oh, my good God. But we had 540 yards of total offense. I mean, I really think, like, I keep saying a win is a win is a win. But Tennessee could have ran out there with the all-freshman team and probably beat that Vanderbilt team. That's how bad they were. Well, I think Tennessee could play a pretty good game against Tennessee with an all-freshman team. That's probably true, too. Yep. Yeah, a lot of those those guys we mentioned are, are freshmen and sophomores. So, right. Right. We got a chance against Texas A&M. There's always a chance, right? <laughs> there is. I mean, you got to get on. I mean, both teams got to step on the field. I just like I've watched a couple of their games, and they don't. Isaiah or uh, is it Isaiah Spiller? Yeah, Isaiah Spiller. He's good. <clears throat> Kellamon is, is pretty good. I just don't like. I don't think they're a. When I watch them, I don't consider them a college football playoff team. I know, I know they could make it somehow, some way, but I don't like look at them as a top tier team like that. I really don't. Yeah, I mean their defense has definitely kept them in. Well, I don't know. They've had a couple of high scoring affairs. Um, I think 
they sh- I, I was I was more impressed when they finally kind of found their identity with Isaiah Spiller. I think that was during the Florida game. Um, that's when they've kind of showed to impress me. Uh, that's I mean they they sh- I would assume are going to want to be the breaks off Tennessee to prove that they're a college football team, right? Yeah, I mean you you would think that, but then you also come in and like you have the most to lose. I'm not I trying mean, to speak it into his existence. I'm not a no, boy. you should be. You're you're doing the right thing. Trying to speak <laughs> but, uh, it into existence. But I'm I'm I don't like I'm not going into this game being like, you know, they they're probably gonna be us by fifty points like an Alabama team. I, I just don't think Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um I mean it's gonna be interesting to see, you know, th- this is gonna be much tougher test for Harrison Bailey and I assume JT Shroud um will both I, I assume they'll be splitting the duties again, um, it's, I mean, it's going to be a much tougher test than both Florida and Vanderbilt, obviously. So, so, so first quarterback test, wise, do you, do you roll with, do you play both of them again or, or do you just roll with somebody? Uh, I mean, I would, I would prefer to see Jeremy. Pru- here's what I here's what kind of pisses me off the whole QB situation. seems like he's been so sure about the QB situation until now. And now it's like, Oh, I want to play two guys. It, that makes sense. Um, so I'd really like Jeremy yeah. Pruitt to, if you're going to be wrong, be wrong 100%, I guess. That's the, I guess, is his, but pick a guy. I, I think both, I think both would be good options, personally. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe both you Both are better out. options than what yes. you had. I agree with that. Um, I, it's hard, I don't know. It, I think it's hard to say which ones look better the last two weeks. Because um, I, I think, you know, I've been, I like the way JT Shroud throws the ball. Um, I thought against Florida, he moved around a little bit. In turn, I thought he evaded pressure a little bit better. Um, and then I think he just throws more, what looks more confidently than Harrison Bailey. I think Harrison Bailey maybe moves around the pocket a little bit more confidently. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't he doesn't escape quite as quite as fast as Shroud does. But I think that helps Shroud avoid sacks. So you know, it definitely has its positives. I don't know who the right answer is, but I think both would be fine. And I. I kind of like to see him make a tough decision and pick a guy and go with him and see if it works. Here's the thing. You've been, I don't know, maybe you don't think you're killing their confidence by going, hey, we're going to rotate guys. I don't I don't know, man. It's so weird. I don't have a good answer. It's so weird. Yeah, I, I don't understand. Like, you roll with JG, you roll with JG, and you roll with JG. And then there comes a point where you're just like switching to other guys. And then you're sprinkling in Maurer a little bit too. So you just right. like, he's completely off the table, but he was your mm-hmm. number one guy for, for so many weeks. Yeah, it's weird. I just, like you take Harrison Bailey because he turned the ball over and then you take Shroud out because he threw a pick. But you're going to let JG go back in the game after he throw, he's thrown two pick sixes against Kentucky? I don't. Yeah, I. I don't know. I would. I would prefer seeing you know because I told you Saturday. When you have two quarterbacks, it means you have no quarterbacks. Um, you. Ha- I mean, you won a game, I guess, playing two, but you should have won that game. You could have played no quarterbacks, and you should have won that game. Yeah. So I. I don't. I'd really like to see. See us go with with one. We'll see if it happens. I don't. I don't know. I agree. I. I think. If I'm picking today, it's probably Harrison Bailey, just because I, I think he played better against Vanderbilt. Yeah. But you could you could argue last week that Shroud played better. So, and a um, lot of people will say that's garbage time. I don't, I don't know. I think J.T. Shroud is probably the 
I can think. I think the arm talent is far and above probably better than Harrison Bailey. Yeah, but Harrison, like the throwing off your back foot in coverage. Apparently, J like JT Stroud's been known to kind of do that kind of stuff, <coughs> which but Harrison isn't, Bailey isn't that an error from a guy though that hasn't had a lot of playing time. So again, like it's understand it's not from a fifth year guy that. Oh yeah, you know, should I, be doing a ton better. So it's like I, again, that's a bad mistake to make, but it's an understandable mistake to make. Yeah, at least you made the tackle. Hey, I'm I'm all like yeah. if you. You throw a pick, you go make the tackle. You, you make the, you make your bed, you lay in it. <laughs> like no hopefully it's a big linebacker and you just get run over for throwing a pick. That's what you yeah. There's, there's no business decisions to be made. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of thinking it's Harrison Bailey just because I, I think I think he's poised. I think he's comfortable. You know, I, I just don't like. Even when there's pressure, like he just he doesn't freak out. He doesn't really throw off his back foot. You know, he just seems cool, calm, and collective back there. And and I don't know. I, I'm either way. I think it's a better option than what you had. And yeah. and if they go JT, I, I'm not mad about it. I just think with Harrison Bailey probably gives you the better chance to win, in my opinion, right now. I can't fully disagree with that. I. I'm a little on the shout train just because uh shout guy. You're talking to a shout guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the arm talent's there. Yeah. <laughs> it is. And, and I'm not taking anything from Harrison Bailey's arm, but he, he does throw like a, you know, soft, softer ball. He, he doesn't have the – he's not going to throw an 80-yard bomb. He's not going to throw like the bomb JT threw to, to Callaway last year against South Carolina. Um, right. He just doesn't have – and, and maybe, you know, he develops and, you know, gets a better arm. But right now it's – Harrison Bailey doesn't – he just takes what the defense gives him and it looks like he's able to read a good defense. Not a good defense. He's able to read a defense <laughs> um, and, and find the open guy. And mm-hmm. that's that's the – that's what being a quarterback is. Yeah, it's to – get, to get you to the NFL, you're going to need that arm talent. Um, and a lot more, you know, good decision-making, things like that. Um, but to be a good college quarterback, you don't have to have an incredible arm. No, I mean, it certainly helps, but no, you don't need it. Um, Ron Tannehill, I mean, he's in the NFL. <laughs> he doesn't have an incredible arm. No, I mean, nah, no, I agree. I don't know. I'd like to – yeah. I mean, I would like to see Pruitt stick with one, but – uh I think I think either one would be a at this point everything we've seen I think either one would be a good decision to get the start and I would assume all of the snaps against Texas A&M yeah we'll see yep we'll see all right I'm still a little I mean I just I just want to see you want to see basketball yeah, is that what you want to yeah. see do what <laughs> you want to see basketball yeah I do. I want to. I want to. I. Uh, uh, you want. You want Tennessee to be better. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And again, I'm not. I 100% understand why we're not happy about the Van. Or we're not like you know the Vanderbilt win doesn't change much for us. But dude, it's a win. But at the same time, it's like man, it doesn't make me feel better. So it's a tough spot. 
Tennessee yeah. fans are in a tough spot right now. 100%. Because, I mean, you, you don't keep a guy for a recruiting class, and maybe that's what Auburn's doing. They're just like, we got to cut ties. And it's not working out. And I don't necessarily disagree with that. Um, no, Jeremy Pruitt said himself it's the best way to do it. Yep. Um, but I think this is a little close to – you can't do it after you've signed a recruiting class because all those kids are going to get out of that LOI anyway. So they're, they're, if you were going to do something, I feel like it would already been done. Is that the right decision? I guess we'll find out. <laughs> right. So We'll see. We'll see. Um, maybe Tennessee's going to try and poach some guys. A lot of people think. Well, if you uh, beat Texas A&M, then what do you say after that? Uh, as of right, even if you beat Texas A&M, as of right now, everything I know, Jeremy Pruitt is still not the guy. Oh, I agree. But I, I think you you put it up for debate. At like, like some some fans are going to be like, I mean, he beat Texas A&M. <laughs> so, some will uh, do it. You're absolutely right. See, I, I do, I do want to see, and it's – not just because I want Jeremy Pruitt to be here, because uh, I, I really don't at this point. Oh, we got two Caleb's coming in. Yeah, we do. Um, I I would like to see what this team looks like with a different quarterback this whole season. Because uh, I feel like that changes a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would agree. Let's see if we can. I, I'm gonna have to work on some audio again, Landon. So uh, why don't you carry us into basketball? Okay, basketball, baby. We're back in. We're we're two and zero. The defense is elite. You know, I, I don't. I, I think defense, like that's something you can just hang your hat on. Like that's something that can carry you into into March into April. Um, is deep because it's it's all effort at that point. Defense is effort. And, you know, Tennessee plays with a lot of intensity on that side of the ball. Even the freshmen have really bought in on defense, which you don't see a lot of that with freshmen. I mean, look at Kentucky right now. Um, you just don't see a ton of freshmen just really buying into the defensive side of the ball, especially when they're, they're here to be one and done and go to the NBA, which the NBA isn't a defensive league either. So for right. them to really buy into that, it's I think it's huge for this program. And, and the offense is going to come. <laughs> I really believe that. You know, Fulgerson's kind of struggled um, from the field yesterday. He was four for eleven. Um, and Asiki was zero for four. Kumal was zero for one. Josiah Jordan James one for five. Victor Bailey was three for nine. So no one had just a great day from the field. Um, you struggled shooting, but you know what you did? You got to the free throw line. You, you did. Took, you took their. Are you back? You back? Yeah, I am. Give me a moment, okay. though. But I am back. Okay, good deal. Um, I, I just didn't want to just run all over you if you were coming back in. Um, but I, I just think you you don't like, like this offense is going to come, and um, I, I thought we were better on the boards. John Fulgerson had a double-double. He looked like first-team All-SEC. He was more than deserving of that preseason honor. Um, the freshman, Keon Johnson, played well. I thought Jaden Springer really turned some heads yesterday. Didn't see a lot of him in the Colorado game, but against Cincinnati, he was three for eight. 
Um, had four rebounds, 11 points. I, I think he was a huge part in that second half and kind of pulling away. Um, Fulkerson got a bloody lip. You know, our, our, our guys are taking a beating on the defensive side of the court just with Vescovi getting a black eye. You, you got Fulkerson with a bloody lip. I mean, they're truly giving their all for Tennessee. It's nice. Yeah. I'd love to see it. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, I mean, it's – Oh, it, it was, it was, I mean, it's nice to see a team just play hard because I don't, I think that's one been one of the problems with Tennessee football up until this point is you, you just, how are they, you question if they're playing hard mm-hmm. and you don't want to do that. That's not fun to do to wonder if these guys are playing hard. Um, so it, it's been a lot better uh, to, to enjoy the, these two basketball games where it's just really hard defense. And it's been frustrating to watch on the offensive end overall, um, I know people are probably like, this is stupid, but they haven't practiced a ton. They're exhausted. They haven't gotten the chance to be in the gym a lot. It's understandable why they're not playing good offensive basketball at the moment. And, and you have a lot of newcomers coming into that as well, where, where um, that chemistry takes time. And when you don't have that time, you know, it, it's kind of a free-for-all a little bit. <clears throat> but I think this team is going to come together – Cincinnati was hot from three, but they didn't let it bother them. They didn't get rattled. They didn't start chunking up threes to kind of match what they were getting on the other end. They just got to the free throw line. They took out Vote, that that big seven-footer, only got to play 16 minutes because he was in foul trouble the entire time. Mm -hmm. Keith Williams was one of their best players. He was in foul trouble as well, and and so he only played 16 minutes and only had six points. Um, So kind of took their best players out of the game. They had some, you know, Davenport stepped up and was four for seven from from the three-point line. But you got to the free throw line, and I, I need to look up exactly how many free throws we had because the margin was insane. They were four for seven. We were 25 for 30. <laughs> so, got yeah, that's, that, that's good. Got to that get double to- bonus early. Yeah, they did, especially in the second half. Holy crap. Um, I mean, that's – you attack their bigs. Um, I, I really like to see that on the offensive end. Now, uh, what's his name? Vogue is an idiot, right? I mean, both of the charge fouls and then the one that got um, eventually his fifth were moronic. Um, yeah. Very dumb. Lower but, your shoulder and run into somebody. Both times. Both times. Like, dude, no, you have four fouls. That also. Uh, the last one was bad. Um, but, I mean, you still, you know, you, you went after their bigs and, and you made them foul you. Um, I, I like that a lot. Uh, I, I like that Tennessee didn't really like waver on their runs, you know, because Cincinnati would make a couple runs, but Tennessee stayed strong, um, didn't freak out. You start to start the second half. Cincinnati goes on a six zero run to tie it up, and then Tennessee gets right back to what they were doing and uh, goes on a six six zero run on their own to to respond. And uh, I think that's big, and and it, and it starts with the way Tennessee's playing defense. Uh, their defense is going to carry them. You just got to hope the offense clicks. You know, you got some pretty good offensive players. You're talking about, I mean, Vescovi, you, you know he can shoot the ball. You know he can drive and, and penetrate really well and get guys open and then find them. Um, I really like the way Jaden Springer drives the ball. I think he goes to the hole hard. I would like to see him be a little bit more sound in his decision-making, but he's a freshman. Um, you know, he hadn't gotten a ton of time with his team. He hadn't gotten, a, he hadn't gotten any SEC ball yet. I mean, I, I think he's going to look really good. Keon Johnson, um, I, I think he plays really, really creatively. Um, I like the way he he's willing to, to go to the hole, too. But I also like how if he has any space, he'll pull up and shoot. Uh, I, I love that. I love that in the way he plays. But 
Uh, I like I like the way that I think this team's got plenty of offense. Victor Bailey, he is a ready to shoot guy. His hands are always ready, um, and he'll pull that trigger very fast. Uh, hopefully, he'll get hot and and he'll be shooting really well soon. We'll, we'll see about that. Uh, and then we need shot. You you need shots to fall for John Fulgerson and East Ponds. East Ponds look really good in the, in that turnaround game yesterday, um, but we talked about it maybe sometimes a little early in the shot clock. Um, he take he he settles a little bit, but that's his shot. He, he does a really good job of turning around, creating separation um, and, and pretty much, you know, in his eyes, probably getting a, a pretty open shot. So if, if that's his game and he's going to be good at it, then that's his game and let him be good at it. Probably won't matter at that point in the shot clock. Um, but yeah, I, I think this Tennessee team will have, will have plenty to fix going into SEC play and they're going to open with, I mean, Missouri wasn't supposed to be a tough team, but they knock off number six, Illinois. Is that right? Yeah. Number six, Illinois, and then they've Conzo. had a couple. Conzo. Um, so, we'll open SEC play with, with tough, and we're, we're still a couple days away. You know, I think that's December, like, 30th, 31st. Um, yeah, so we're still 30th. a couple days. 30th. So, we're, we're still a while from that. they still got some games um, in there to in there to play. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, this Tennessee team's got, got quite a bit to work on. A lot of that has to do with chemistry. They've got to get into shape. But I, I am keeping in mind, they've only played two basketball – like, they've only played two basketball games this year. Um, mixed with not a ton of practice time. It's going to take a while to get into basketball shape. Yeah, got got to find ways to put it in the basket. And, and I, I love that, you know, when in doubt, let's get to the free throw line and hit some shots there. If we can't hit a field goal, let's try to get it from the, the charity strike. Yeah. Um, so I, I really like that. I like this team with Pons and Fulgerson. When, when they're not getting – they're not knocking down shots, they're getting to the free throw line – or affecting the game in some other way. You know, Pons had two blocks yesterday, four rebounds. Fulgerson had 12 rebounds. And, and I thought a lot of the – I think we mentioned on the either last show or on the keys to the game yesterday that, you know, when, when some of those guys getting in a little bit of foul trouble or, or shooting slumps, that the guards have to step in and, and help them down low. Um, especially with bigger teams, they're going to have to kind of help with um, – crashing the boards, and I thought they did that yesterday. Viscovi had five rebounds. Josiah uh, Jordan James had four. Keon Johnson had six, and Jaden Springer had four. So, I, I, you know, those guys did a heck of a job of – E.J. Anasiki didn't play a lot in the first half because it was kind of a black hole. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you do something to really piss off Rick Barnes, he's <laughs> going to take you out for a while. Um, yeah. and, and that's what happened. And he came in, and guess what? He passed the ball. So, I'm all, I'm all for it. I love it. Yeah, I, I like the way EJ Anisic plays. <laughs> he can be better on the offensive end, but I, I like the way he plays. Uh, you mentioned that guard play and how the guard play is kind of uh, elevated Tennessee's team as a whole. That guard play is what will win you big games. It's all, you know, you need big men, you need big men, but good guard play is what will carry you, um, especially, you know, late in, the, late in those games and in stretches of games. Um, and your guard play should be really, really good this season. It should be deep. And, and – that's going to be exciting to see. It's it's going to be fun to to watch that with the way, especially with the way they're playing right now. I don't think it points to any reason that it you know they won't rotate fine. When you have Josiah Jordan James, Victor Bailey Jr., uh, Santiago Vescovi, Jaden Springer, Keon Johnson. You rotate those guys; they all looked like they would be great starting options. Yeah, and we're rotating. Tennessee's rotating them, so I, I'm, I'm yeah. It's going to be fun to watch these guards um, go throughout the season. We'll see Tennessee's back in action on Tuesday, December 15th against App State. They are 4-1 and one on the year. 
Let's look at their past schedule. Beat Charlotte 61-57. Uh, North Carolina Wesleyan beat them 81-57. to um, South Carolina State, they beat by 20. They beat Carver. I don't know where that's at. They beat them 105-23. to They lost to Bowling Green by two in overtime 78-76. So, so decent opponent. Four, four and one. Yep. Four and one. Oh, I thought you said they lost to somebody. <laughs> okay. I misunderstood. Yep. Misunderstood. Apologies. And then uh, there'll be action on Friday as well against Tech. Tech's 0-6 Just- on the year, so not great. <laughs> Be a, be a good confidence booster, hopefully. Yeah, and then you have St. Joseph's on Monday, the 21st. They're 0-2, and then you have SC Upstate. They're 0-6 on Wednesday, the 23rd. So, yeah, App State, and then you got a bunch of teams that are looking for a win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and none of them should get them against Tennessee, but um, you got to play the game. It's like we talked about Tennessee. You, know, you, talk about, you asked me about the football team versus a and what that could look like. You got to play the game. Yeah, starts off as a fifty percent chance, right? Yeah, zero zero. <laughs> so, uh, no, nah, I there 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 was plenty to fix in the Cincinnati game for sure. But again, a win is a win. Um, and we covered. Thank and, you to the defender that decided to foul Vescovi with ten seconds left. I don't know why you do that, but I'm glad you did because the ball's covered. Yeah, thank you. Got to thank John Fulgerson for that too, man. Come on. Give Folky some love. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, that defender, it, like, we were up by seven. Six. I'm like, dude, <laughs> he fouled. And, and the ref wouldn't call it. He was, like, hugging him. I'm like, call it, call it, call it. That ref wanted to get – that ref had the uh, – had Cincy covering. Yeah, he was like, man, I'm getting paid by the hour. This is <laughs> – They're getting or, paid by the hour. Yeah, he, he was he was getting he was getting salaries, so he wasn't yeah. getting paid by the hour. <laughs> he was trying to get the hell out of there. Right. Uh, yeah, it'll. Uh, I, I'm ready to start SEC play because you won't Tennessee won't play anybody big before SEC. I'm ready to start SEC play. I'm ready to see this team compete and and you know tough weeks. Um, think they have all the talent to do it. Uh, you know, it, it it'll be it'll be uh, interesting to see how they handle two SEC games in a week because you do have young guys that are getting a lot of minutes. Um, just about every reporter that was at the game yesterday mentioned though how how hard Tennessee not only plays defensively, but how like hard the, the team tries defensively, like the team's on their feet when Tennessee's on the defensive end, screaming and helping each other out. Um, so. Yeah. Urosh has a lot of body to, to kind of move around, but man, he he's up and running on the sidelines and I love he it. Is, dude. He is. He's working his tail off on the sideline. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, get get your cardio in. If you're not going to go in the game, get your cardio in somehow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Every team hey, can use more locker room guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, and another thing, uh, Tennessee got beat by Cincinnati last year. So, nice to, you know, which Tennessee was struggling at that point last year. But it's nice to see. Revenge. Nice to see revenge. Yeah, nice to see a little revenge. Always. Always. Anything else for basketball? That's all I got, man. I'm, I'm excited for this team. Really am. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, another thing, too, uh, Kennedy Chandler has had a highlight tape for like the last three weeks that has made its rounds on Twitter, not just vault Twitter, but, bas- you know, basketball Twitter. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's okay. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. blow it out of proportion here. Okay? All right. <laughs> yeah. He's okay. I, I, he's going to be a point guard that, I mean, 
Tennessee has had some decent point guards come through here. Jordan Bone. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. DJ Watson. DJ Watson, yep, that was another one. But, I mean, he's yeah. got to be, like, the biggest point guard, to, like, the, the highest rated. He I, definitely is the highest rated, but he's got to be, like, the, the most hype point guard Tennessee's ever had. I would guess that's right. I don't know for sure, but I would guess that's right. So, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Nothing else I, for, uh, what if he was on this team, though? I mean, could you – like, we have the best guards in the country. And you could probably argue in the SEC right now. I mean, if you have Kennedy Chandler, you're the you're the you're the best guards in the country. There's no doubt. Yeah, I, I would probably probably so. I mean, it, it's probably up for debate at this moment whether Tennessee has the best guards. So. Yeah, at least I mean, maybe not the best starting. That that's may not be true. I mean, when you look at your two, when you look at your bench, they got a lot of help there, and it's it's good help. It's not just stuff that's there. So, yep. You're not, it's not going, it's not guys that have to play. Um, it's guys that you want to find ways to get them in the rotation. Tony Bears said Kevin Harris, or so, Kevin Harris, Tony Harris, sorry. <laughs> Kevin yes. Bears said Tony Harris. Yeah, that's another one. Agreed. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's go to college football recap. Let's do it. Guys, I'm not saying I hope you took the locks this week, but I hope you've been taking my locks the last five weeks. I know we just went two and two. But that's – I think that's my worst week on hand. No, I had another bad week. I hope – but I hope you've been taking them. No, that's my worst week. I had two – I went two and two two weeks ago too. So, yeah, since I've been doing it, he it, – it's my fault. It's not your fault. It's I went three and I've one last week. I went three and one. Uh, I, I want that four and oh, baby. I want that, that clean sweep like the balls did this weekend. <laughs> I haven't gone four and oh yet. I've gone three and oh three to, uh, twice. I haven't gone four and zero yet. Sorry. I'm trying to get that uh that Tennessee baseball streak going where we just yeah. there's no losing in sight. That's what I want. Exactly. That's what I expect from you, Caleb. All right, let's see. Well, we we ended the we ended this week one and zero, so we can you know we're one and zero going into this week, mm-hmm. one or next week. We're one and zero going into next week, so we can get that started. Um, we'll start there. Coastal Carolina squeaking out a win. Hey. They won though. Put them in. Hey, put them in the college football playoff. Do it. I dare Ooh. you. I, I dare, dare you. <laughs> the Maverick, Jamie Chadwell, wanted to upset some people. I know. Oh God, dude. It about he about got upset this week against Troy. Troy's not a good football team. They're not. I, I, I was wrong. I, I thought mullets would perform better hungover. I, I thought that's how mullets were made. I was wrong. Mm. I was wrong. They did win though. That's the important part. Yep. They did win. They did win, win is a win is a win. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and then we've got – let me just run around the top 25 real quick. Uh, Alabama, Landon got that one covered, no problem. Alabama, number one, Alabama, 52-3 over Arkansas. George, number nine, Georgia versus number 25, Missouri. Missouri made it interesting in the first half. Uh, Georgia goes up seven right at the end with a fantastic catch from George Pickens. Uh, but they did end up running away with it, 49-14. Number 17, North Carolina. I told you. 26 over number 10, Miami. Miami turned off their applause to their final score tweet. <laughs> I told you. I told you to pick North Carolina. You did. I didn't, right. I didn't bet on it because I, I, I didn't like the line. I was 
nervous about it, but I, I, if I had to pick one team to win the money line, it was going to be North Carolina because I just don't trust Miami. That's fair, 100%. You're not That's the real you. you. You're not the old you. I guess you are the real you. Um, yeah, you, you're not back <laughs> like Texas. We're back. You're not back. Sorry. Neither is nope. Texas either. So. Fair point. Uh, then you had Illinois getting beat by number 14 Northwestern, 28 to 10. Number 15 USC. I told you, I kind of want to see what you, you know, what USC's made of, kind of be on a roll of 4 and 0. They moved to 5 and 0 with a 43 38 win over UCLA. Number 16 Iowa. They do what Iowa do. They went at home 28 to 7 over Wisconsin. Number 18 BYU. What happened to Wisconsin? Well, uh, they fell apart after what was that, the Michigan game? No, not the Michigan game. Who did they fall apart after? Well, so that they had they all got COVID, right? Oh, yeah, that might have been it. <laughs> they they might literally have fallen apart. So I mean, yeah, we we can blame COVID all we want to, but I guess Wisconsin really took the brunt of all the COVID. It, 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 the Big Ten sucks though. Like like the conference. I mean, the Ohio State thing's stupid. But if I'm Ohio, like, here's the thing: the Big Ten should not have worked the schedule for Ohio State. That's stupid. The Ohio State should also go f you Big Ten. This is dumb, and we're not playing. It's just there's so many dumb things about it. They shouldn't be playing a season this year. They canceled it. You can't uncancel things. It's illegal. That's not canceling. <laughs> it's so dumb. So dumb. Number 18, BYU doesn't cover, but they do get the win over San Diego State, 28-14. Utah with the upset over number 21, Colorado, 38-21. Oklahoma State, the weirdest team in the country. Gets a win over not so great Baylor, forty-two to three. It's all your top twenty-five matchups this week, dude. I was really hoping BYU was going to cover. It made me nervous. I was like, "Oh man, maybe they will." I think it was like fifteen and a half. Eighteen and a half. It was fifteen. I think I got it at fifteen and a half. I think. I think it was seventeen at one point. Maybe I can't remember. Don't ask me. Tennessee getting the win over Vanderbilt, forty-two seventeen. Auburn. I'm sorry, guys. This is the lock I missed. This is the lock. I apologize. 42 – or, sorry, 24. That would have covered – no, it wouldn't have. Yeah, it would have. 24 to 10 over Mississippi State. Gus Malzahn does get fired after that one. Wait, you took Mississippi State to cover? No, I took the over at 49 and a half. I thought two terrible uh, – I thought two terrible defenses. See, I, I'm good. I didn't follow that because I followed them to cover. Uh, you cover – you, you took Mississippi State to cover? I took Auburn to cover six and a half. Oh, nice. Good call. Nice. Yep. That was my I, lock. I would have probably said Auburn covered. I, I thought the over was a lock, though. Two not great defenses with two apparently offensive masterminds. Um, yeah. Okay. Whatever. Something like that. Whatever. Um, one top 25 matchup I did fail to mention. I will get back to it. It is also an SEC game that we need to mention. Um, but I do want to get this last lock just to make sure that you guys know about the locks of the week because their locks take them. Take them. Stanford 27, Oregon State 24. The spread was three and a half to Stanford or two and a half two to and Stanford. Half. Thank you, Stanford. Good cover. Good cover. Mm. Dude, what about uh, Kevin Someone getting fired after getting beat 70 to 7? Dude, <laughs> hey, wow. hey, by my Sun Devils. I'm a – I'm now an Arizona State fan by – I don't know. I'm a big ASU guy, okay? I've officially got friends in Tempe. Herm. 
I wish I was friends with Herm. I would love to be friends with Herm. 70 to 7. In a, like a state rivalry. I mean, that's yeah. rough. Did you see the uh, Arizona State graphic? It was I good. Did. It was a good graphic. Also saw where Jaden Daniels tweeted, I love beating up on my little brother. <laughs> good. That's good. I like that. I like that. Okay, last one I wanted to get to. Any other games you want to mention? Because I know we'll be stuck on this one for a minute. Florida. Florida. <laughs> Florida. Oh, what a crab shot. By LSU. 37-34. Lane, I don't know if you tweeted it. I meant to, but I must, I must not have clicked send. An absolute dong punch into the fog. Dong punch. Yeah. Heck of a freaking kick. What was it, 57 yards? School 57. record. Cade York, baby. <laughs> School record over your rival. The shoe doesn't only get you a 15-yard penalty. The shoe also gets you the win. Two boots is all it took for LSU. Mm. Dude, what a okay. So, why when that happened to JG last year was it against Alabama? Like, I'm I'm not mad. I'm just curious. They didn't. I don't remember them penalizing. I don't think they did. Because I think he was he threw it toward the sideline like he was throwing it off. I mean, it, he awesome. threw he threw the damn thing. Right, like, but Marco Wilson throws it in like the middle of the field, and apparently he was just celebrating. Oh yeah, it, it was in his way, dude. That I'll have to read the quote. I screenshotted it, but got it too. So read it. Do you have it uh, for me right now? Yeah, I can get it. Okay, yeah, read that for me. So this is Dan Mullen's quote on the Marco Wilson just chucking the shoe. <laughs> When, when Florida was a shoe in to win. He says, I went back to watch the play, and he made the tackle. Part of the football move, the kid's shoe was in his hand, and he kind of jumped and celebrated with his teammates, so it's pretty unfortunate in the situation. I don't think there was any intent to taunt. Wow. Okay, so I don't, again – I think press conferences after games are dumb. I don't think Dan Mullen can go, yeah, he cost us the game. That was dumb. But you also don't have to make up a lie about it. Yeah. Like, why can't you go, yeah, we got to be, you know, we got to be smart. We have got to be smart in those situations. Yep. That's all you got to say. And move yeah, on. Those, but those are mistakes you just can't to... make. Do what? Those are mistakes you just can't make in, in that time of the game. Right. But, I mean, a coach can't throw a player on a completely under the bus, even if it is. His fault. I mean, that was his fault, but you can't. So, I mean, you can say like, yeah, you know, that was not a, our best decision and move on. But again, it's so stupid, but it's hilarious that he thinks anybody on planet earth would buy that lie. Oh yeah. That's a, <laughs> also, that's a very Butch Jones things to, to say in a press conference. He's like, everything. And then they asked, they followed up with, well, what did you think about, you know, the shoe throw? And he's like, I didn't see that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think it's hilarious. I mean, yeah, they're going to play in the SEC championship anyway. But, man, what, like, yeah, you, you weren't going to beat Alabama. But you cost yourself a chance to be in the college football playoff. Right. 
I mean, what what are you really pl- – yeah, you're playing for SEC title, I guess, next week. But what are you really playing for? Your goal is kind of just, like, let down at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's not fun to have a chance to play in the college football playoff. Be You know, if you beat LSU one game away, you know, if you win – if you beat Alabama, you're in. It's that simple. Um, and, and, yeah, you probably – you know, we know the likelihood of it, but – from a player perspective, at, at one point you would have been one play one game away, and now you're you're out. So and and what is like? I think it goes to show like how good Kyle Pitts is as well. Just didn't play. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that's it. That's a huge miss. But a team that you still should have probably beat without him anyway. I mean, they were starting a uh, not only a freshman quarterback, true freshman quarterback, but also it was his first start. And he did. I mean, you know, he did have. I actually, I didn't. I wasn't crazy impressed with him. I wasn't I, after the game. I wasn't going, man. He played fantastic. But he threw for three hundred and something yards and three touchdowns. So I was shocked at the stat line. He had two thirty, two thirty nine, and three touchdowns. Oh, two thirty nine. Okay. Yeah. And I thought he played good enough to win the game. But I wasn't after the game. I wasn't like, whoa, that dude played fantastic. Um, I thought LSU's defense just played really, really good, and then offense made plays when they had to. Yeah. So. Yeah, just I just want to talk. Just a I wild would, game. Do what? Just a wild game. I love that they can play that game any time of the year, September, October, November, December, and it's going to be shitty weather. <laughs> and somebody's getting let down, whether it's Tennessee getting let down as a result or, or Florida, somebody's getting let down. And, man. I'm glad it was Florida yesterday. I'm yeah, really glad. Nice. Tennessee had a good we, – we won basketball. We won football. Kentucky lost again. Memphis lost, and Florida lost. It was a great day yesterday. Florida it was a lost fantastic day. Fantastic day. Fantastical. You love to see it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. We got any questions, guys? Drop them in the chat if you have them. Um, we'll pick up the couple ones we had on Twitter here. Sorry if I've missed them, um, but drop them back in there if you've got them. So I got a Christopher Nichols, the first one. He says, I feel like the game against Vanderbilt – did you already use this one? No, he did ask a question earlier, and it was about – it was about coaches. Okay. So, he said, I feel like the game against Vanderbilt is a lose-lose situation and that if we had lost to Vanderbilt, it's over for fruit. But if we have won, then it's like, yeah, but you won against Vanderbilt. I mean – you're. You were right earlier, Landon. If you win, it's not a loss. But I don't think you gain anything from beating Vanderbilt. I agree. Yeah. So. I just, it's not really a game. But for the program, but for this team, I feel like yeah. it, it's got to it's gotta be a positive. I mean, no, I agree it, with that. it just has to be. I agree. Um, he also asked, so I'm going to throw my question out to you all a little earlier. This was earlier in the week. He said if the 2020 schedule was played out like the 2019 to 2000. 2017-2019 schedule, would we be talking about Pruitt's job security or decommitments? Um, yeah, because I, I just think this team had had issues. I really yeah, do. I agree. I agree. Um, you know, you, you, you can maybe say it's like going four and eight or, or five and seven. And it probably the reality is. is it's just you're losing teams you shouldn't lose to. You you lost to teams you shouldn't lose to. You're right. It's probably the same thing as four and eight, five and seven, whatever. But four and eight's bad enough to get fired. Number one, and then it's also not 
necessarily all the losses. It's the way you've lost them. You're getting blown out in year four or year three, whatever, by teams that probably shouldn't be blowing you out. You're playing JG when it's way past time to move on. So it's it's more than just the losing. So I know I think if this is a normal non-COVID year, you're playing your out of conferences, everything's the same as it usually is. I think the fan base is still fed up with Pruitt. Yep, I agree. In fact, and, I think you, they're probably more on edge because typically in a normal year, you probably have a better shot to have a better season. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's maybe the excuses <clears throat> are are not helping too. And they're like, every, everybody's sick of COVID anyway, so when it's used as an excuse, like people are done with it. Yeah. Agreed. I'm trying to see if we had any more. Do you have any? Uh, I haven't gotten any. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Awesome. All right, let's we, go if to – If you're uh, running any more, I'll, I'll get them out there. Um, sweet. We go most important? Let's go most important. Let's do it. Uh, my first one, Jalen Hurts getting his first start and beating the Saints. They did end up winning? Yeah. Good for them. I think that might have lost me one bet, but still, good for yeah, it. Lo- it lost me a bet, too, but hey. Yeah, I had they won 24-21. I had a parlay, though. Hey, uh, shout out to Grit. Um, I want to read off to you this very sad anytime touchdown parlay. 14-team parlay. As of right now, the only people left to score to hit a plus 316 – no, I don't know what it is. It would have paid out $94,000 for me. Stefan Diggs and Nick Chubb are the only ones left to score, but it won't matter because DeAndre Hopkins and Phillip Lindsay didn't score. And they didn't give you a cash-out option? Nope. But here, I'll, I'll see if you can see it. Like – uh, it's that not going to be because DeAndre yeah. Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins had like 150 yards receiving and then I'm sorry, I've, sorry if you didn't know that. I probably maybe shouldn't. Have I, it's okay. We you know we were at that wedding, so I wasn't watching. It's just probably for the better. So whatever. That's all right. I want another. I want a teaser parlay today, so I'm I'm happy. It's good. I'm happy. Uh, and we won. Derrick Henry won us. Yes, he did. You're right. He made sure of this one. You know, he didn't – it was never in doubt. For sure. For sure. Uh, I had the Arizona State. Arizona. I'm not going to be able to pull it up. I'll see if y'all can see it. It's a kitty cat. Uh, reaching for the the trophy I guess they play for. I was going to try to pull it up on here, but it was going to be hard. So, with uh, – we're, we're having – I apologize for the technical issues today, and I appreciate y'all bearing with us. Y'all are awesome. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Um, I'm and then I got one more, unless you got one more. No, I don't have – yeah, this is a fail. Okay. So, I don't know when this happened, but Alex Smith – was this last week? Um, to get Washington time to get their field goal unit on the field for a 49-yard field goal, there were eight seconds left when the ball stopped. I think he got sacked. And he ran off the field with the ball to create a delay, of like a official delay because they couldn't get a ball in. 
and it allowed Tom to get the field goal unit on the field. They made the field goal in the house. Mm. That's great. Genius. Dude, the Washington football team is pretty good. I mean, how mad is not Pittsburgh. mad, I guess. Because I mean it's I don't know. What about what uh Mike Tomlin said to Chase Young? What do you say? He's like, yeah, I gotta he's like, I'd love to have a player like you, but I have to lose 12 games a year to get you. That's true. That's a good point. Hey, I like that. That's funny. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, I like that when it when a coach is saying something like that, other than like when the coach is like, Yeah, you're not Megatron yet. It's like, <laughs> right. But apparently that wasn't true. Oh, wait, no, it what that is what he said. He was like, you're not Megatron yet. And DK apparently said, was like, you'll never be Megatron is what he accused him of saying. (laughs) Right. Um, And then the Bears, 36 to seven, man, putting up offense. It was 30 to seven at halftime. Good for the Bears, dude. Was it, uh, was was Chase Daniel playing? Who does he play for now? I think that, is it the Eagles? Maybe the Eagles. Someone said Chase Daniel siding. Yeah, I don't know exactly who he plays for. Gotcha. Probably just like a terrible team. Probably. Um, and then I've got a fail. It's Dan Mullen. He's an idiot. Idiot. And Marco Wilson is an idiot too. <laughs> yes, but Dan Mullen for trying to lie his way out of like not being that bad, but it was terrible. Yeah, it was. So. Any more fails? Um, yeah, Kansas State last week lost to a Division oh, two team. A Division II team, Fort Hayes State by 13. Fort Hayes was in last place in their conference. And they were 1-0 against D1 opponents and 0-3 against D2 opponents. And they didn't have their head coach or their associate head coach due to COVID. So they were going with like a first or second year assistant coach. Yeah. Also, somebody said, like, the first reply to this tweet about a screenshot said, also, Fort Hayes isn't even a state. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. (laughs) That is correct. I love that. That's a great reply. That is funny. That is. I like that. Well, guys, I don't have any more fails. Do you, Landon? Um, No, I I do have most important. Barstool Georgia Tech had a great tweet, and I just want to read it because it's making fun of Georgia. So, Barstool Georgia says – Tell us you went to Georgia without saying you went to Georgia. And Barstool Georgia Tech says, I bark at children. Nice. That was good. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, that was good. That's all I, I got. Like that. Guys, I want to appreciate you guys again. Sorry for the technical difficulties tonight. Um, appreciate you all bearing with us. Landon holding it down by himself for a little while while I get the microphone figured out. Shout out. Yeah, don't don't like that. I, I was kind of <laughs> – I felt like I was sinking. Um, I, I, I thought you did a great job. Hold, hold my head above water for as long as I could. So I'm glad you're back. Um, hopefully we'll you be were, back. You were the jack keeping me afloat on the door. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad I didn't crash. We didn't crash and burn. It's great. No. Nope. Um, hope, hopefully we're back to, to full um, full health, I guess. Yeah. Full health. Um, next, this week, I guess we'll be on Wednesday morning. It's weird. I was going to say Wednesday night, but we're not doing that anymore. Um, So that's all we got, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.